welcome, and thanks for listening to AGI SureTrack Coffee Talk. Today's episode is getting started with Bin Manager with Brian's farming videos. Here's your host, Laura Hankey. Hey, good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. Um, thanks for everyone for, or thanks to everyone for joining us here this morning um, for this uh, Friday edition of Coffee Talk, free of working words and, and beeps. So <laughs> we'll go ahead and get started. So we're visiting with Matthew Stevenson. And as Brian said, uh, Brian of Brian's Farming Videos um, and his brother, I believe, BJ. So to get started here this morning, uh, Brian, BJ, Matthew, guys, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves? Brian, we'll start with you uh yeah i'm i'm brian brown nice to meet you <laughs> all right bj yeah um i'm brian's older brother bj great and you guys farm together right yep okay great and then matthew what's your role within SureTrack? i'm matthew stevenson i cover the northeast united states for SureTrack for both direct sales and for our dealers and uh lucky enough to get to partner up with brown farms uh, out of chillicothe ohio as a new SureTrack customer this year all right awesome all right well to get going uh brian bj guys why don't you tell us a little bit about your operation there uh, yeah we have a 3500 acre grain farm uh, we're fourth generation farmers we're from like say from chillicothe ohio um in the past year, like, like Matthew said, we um, we seen AGI SureTrack at a farm show and kind of piqued our interest. And then um, now we've got them in our grain bins. So. Yeah. Hey, good to hear. So, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about uh, your, your video side of things first. So you guys have quite the following there on Facebook and YouTube. So how did that all come about? Uh, what was it, like two and a half years ago? Um, it didn't really start out as a farm channel. I was just kind of playing around with the camera and having some fun. And then I started recording some some farming content, and I had some family members that really were expressing interest in it, and these are people that have known me my whole life. And then I realized that they don't really know what I do. Like every year, my mother-in-law will ask me, when can we go on vacation? Like when is a good time that we can get a week and go on vacation? I was like, man, you know, you really don't really have any idea what we're doing. So that kind of kind of got me thinking maybe there was uh, maybe there was some hunger for that kind of information and kind of went from there. That year, uh, farming YouTube kind of um, it grew quite a bit for everybody. Uh, we kind of got in when it was still somewhat early and yeah, it's, it's kind of grew from there. Yeah, great to hear. So how's that work? Do you just pack your phone around with you and, and pull it out and take a video when you feel like it? Or do you have more a more elaborate setup today? Or what's that look like, Brian? Uh, yeah, I've never, I used my phone like on the first three or four videos. And I just, my phone, even this one, like this is a year old iPhone 11. It is scratched up, beat up. So like, my phones are never in good shape. And the speakers are always full of pocket lint. So I use a actual camera. I, oddly enough, I don't have it with me right now, but uh, I carry around a Canon M50. It's it's a entry level camera. I have no idea what I'm doing with it. I leave it in automatic the entire time, and that's pretty much how I roll with it. <laughs> Good to hear. So, BJ, how'd you get pulled into this? So, I see from watching the videos that this is a family affair today. You know, we saw Squishy here at the beginning. So, you know, is everybody a part of this today? Is has this evolved to a family a family opportunity? Um, yeah, I guess. I don't know that it ever wasn't a family opportunity. I mean, okay. like said, we're fourth generation. Um, I, I left to pursue other interests for about 20 years and, uh, you know, for a variety of reasons, decided to come back here in the last, last year. 
Um, as a matter of fact, I just, October 1st was my one year anniversary of being back in the farming operation full time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, been a little bit different, but good different. Yeah. So I know, you know, from an advocacy standpoint, you know, sometimes farms are reluctant to share what they're doing just because of, you know, things that are going on in in the economy or whatever. Um, So was everybody on board with the videos from the get go or was that something that you kind of had to sell to them, Brian? Well, when I started, there was like 12 people watching. So I really wasn't worried about it. (laughs) I mean, I didn't even think about it. It was really strange the first time, like one of our neighboring neighboring farmers said they watched it. I was like, well, that's that's weird. But the more I got to thinking about it, I was like, you know, like we speculate what our neighbors are doing all the time. It's probably wrong. So if we just lay it out there, we have nothing to hide. There's no speculation. I mean, we are what we are. So that's kind of how I look at it. Absolutely. Well, thanks for the advocacy work that you do there. So, Matthew, why don't you jump in here? Um, so, Brian shared here at the beginning that you guys connected last year at Louisville at the the National Farm Show. So, you know, what does that look like? You know, obviously, AGI has a, a booth set up. What do those conversations typically look like there at the farm show? Well, I actually got to meet Bob first, which are uh, BJ and Brian's dad. Um, Bob came up, introduced himself at Louisville this last year in February. <laughs> kind of went through a short demo with him. He went through the reasons of why he felt like that uh, Finn Manager would be a big help on his farm and that they had kind of talked about it in the past and it just never kind of came to anything. And then got to pleasure of obviously the middle of show season, February, March, got to run into Brian down at Commodity Classic in San Antonio in March. And Brian actually included us in one of his videos there. And we did about a 30 minute to, a, or 30 second to a minute uh, run through of a uh, bin manager and sure track there at Commodity Classic. And then COVID kind of came along and uh, for safety reasons, we really didn't get linked up again until midsummer and uh, got everything together really middle to beginning of June and were able to kind of come together on a plan and uh, turned everything around. I believe that we got our quote over to those guys at the middle of June, got a decision back from them in July, and we kind of had everything turned around and installed within a short window of time there. And they've been fully operational since a little bit before Labor Day. Yeah, good to hear. So, you know, obviously that was kind of a long conversation starting there in February all the way through June, COVID backing things up. Um, so, Brian, BJ, is this your first uh, bin management system that you guys have had on the farm, or do you have something to compare to? Uh, yes, yeah, is our first automated system. I mean, I guess the only other system I ever had was, hey, Dad, should we turn the fans on? <laughs> That's pretty much it before that. Yeah, and I'm sure that one worked really well, too. And with yeah, that hey dad, sometimes when those other fans kick on now, but yeah. yeah. Now with that hey dad, turn the fan on. I've heard a few stories that BJ doesn't like going up and checking any grain before turning those fans on. Is there any truth behind that? Um, I'm a little averse to climbing to the top of the grain bin, I guess. So yeah, it's uh, definitely coming handy just to be able to look on my phone and say, hey, grain's here, not here. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I also have seen in some recent, uh, I think it was a Facebook story, Instagram story post, that you guys are at a race for 100,000 on your subscribers. And if you guys hit that, I think here within the next few days, that BJ's making quite the climb. Is that still the well, case? Well, he's climbing to the top of a combine. So, I mean, oh, yeah, okay. I, it's, you know, it's what, 10 feet, 15 feet? We'll start there. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned that. Um, I was going to say this till the end, but, you know, I just want to know if you're going for bat as Batman tomorrow, Brian, I, I saw your, your Facebook post. With I, actually ideal. Have, 
I, the weather hasn't cooperated, but I do have a Batman mask, and that's going to be the opening if I ever get to run that combine before Halloween. So, <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well, we're, we will look for that for sure. So let's back up here a couple of steps and talk a little bit about, um, you know, that communication process, getting your bin manager there and, and the install. So was it just as simple as picking up the phone or, you know, what did you have to do to facilitate, you know, getting the guys there on the farm to, to get you installed? Um, we just oh. kind of relayed a window that we'd like it, yeah. Like it I mean, in by it was there, it showed up uh, via UPS. I don't know, maybe a week, 10 days before the crew showed up, and uh, mm-hmm. just took it up to the to our bin location. And those guys, it was a day and a half, I think they were only there a day, yeah. They were in and out, and everything was ready to roll, pretty seamless. Good to hear. Good to hear. So, um, you know, what did the the installation process look like? You know, did you guys have to do a lot of cleanup or, you know, did you have to help at all? What what would that look like? We were actually not there at all till the very end. Uh, we just talked to the guys as they were packing up to leave. So, I mean, as far as headaches for us, it was mm-hmm. pretty much zero. I think we were cleaning bins out at the other location and we just basically stopped in to see if they were done or if they needed anything. Good to hear. How about, uh, you know, getting it up and going and everything calibrated? What did that process look like after it was installed? Um, so Matthew, I think, had set me up on the AGI SureTrack app prior to any of the installation even happening. And if I remember right, I set Dad and Brian up with a login for the app. Um, basically, once our electrician got power to the systems, it was, it was there. Um, it was kind of, I mean, it was kind of weird the first time we put grain in the bin, it, you know, I, I think it, it got more accurate as the day went by as the, as the bin filled. Um, so that's, I mean, I think everything's working the way it's supposed to now. Yeah. I mean, we get a lot of texts and emails, but I mean, that can be concerning because like Brian said, previous bin management system was, Hey dad, we need to turn the fan on. And now our phone's buzz all the time saying, Hey, you need to do this. Or you need to do that. But, uh, yes, yeah, a little bit of adjustment. Yeah. And you, yeah. So you guys, you guys have used our full automation to this point. I mean, I know that we've been on the phone pretty regularly and yeah. right now it looks like that one of your four bins is about 70% full with soybeans and you guys are just sitting those on auto after you get the grain in the bin and letting those go to work. Right. You want to talk about what it takes to set that process up kind of your, how long it's taken you to really kind of adjust to that and just to tell the bin what to do and let it attempt to do it. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't know. We're still kind of adjusting. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, it, I know after the, after we get done filling them, they'll all be thrown on automatic and whatnot, but especially like our wet bin, for example, we just kind of got it on manual because we're moving grain in and out of it all the time. But uh, yeah, we're still getting the hang of it, but so far so good. Yeah. So Matthew, let's back up here for a second. You know, we talked to uh, Brian and BJ about what things look like for them communicating during COVID. How did that change the way your sales team was operating? You know, are you guys still able to have those conversations one-on-one and what's that look like? Um, no, we're, we're trying to be as remote as we possibly can. It's a lot of really customer comfort, like prior to me coming out and meeting with the Browns uh, down at their farm, it was a phone call of, hey, guys, how do you feel about me being on farm? Are you comfortable with this? 
we don't shake hands as much or as often. Uh, a lot of fist bumps, if even that, a lot of hello, goodbye, waves type of situations. Just trying to make sure we can provide as much safety as we can as part of our AGI sales team um, while still delivering the information and the, and the quotes that our customers need to see. Yeah, good to hear. So I know it's it's definitely changed things for everyone and we probably wouldn't be communicating this way today. You know, we'd probably be on site and, you know, looking things over there on the farm. So, um, you know, Brian, obviously you guys, Commodity Classic, National Farm Machinery Show, you know, have you guys changed your schedule at all as far as, you know, the way you're learning about new products and, and new things, not being able to go to some of those shows? Um. I mean, Farm Progress was canceled. That was kind of, you know, that was different. Like, I was planning on going to that. Um, I enjoy going to trade shows. So, once they open, I'll probably, I mean, not play it by ear, but I, I, I hope to go to either Commodity or Louisville this year. Um, anymore, I mean, everything can be found on YouTube or the Internet anyways. So, to me, like a trade show, I was talking with a rep about this the other day. At a trade show, usually when I go there, if it's something I already know that I'm interested in, I've probably already looked at it. Usually at a trade show, like AGI, for example, we didn't even know that it was there. So that's kind of the stuff that I feel like you're going to miss out on not having them. Right. I mean, so you're going to miss out on the stuff that you haven't seen yet. I mean, you don't even know to look for. Right, right. So had your dad, uh, you know, had you guys done some research on AGI SureTrack prior to Louisville last year? I mean, did you have an idea of what you were looking for when your dad started that conversation? Not really. I mean, we knew there were sensor systems out there. I mean, we knew we could probably find something with a moisture sensor in it, but that was about it. Um, part of the thing that really piqued our interest was we expanded our grain setup in 2019. So we have a, like, we've never had a bin that was over 50,000 bushels, and now we do. And, like, it kind of worried us that, you know, we have that much, that much product sitting in one spot. We'd like to know what's happening with it. So that kind of got us thinking, and then we've seen it, and that's, you know. Good to hear. So Matthew, is that kind of the way things typically go? Is that typically the course of progression? Um, You know, or do you guys have guys that are coming in with, uh, you know, a lot of back end research or are you guys usually filling the gaps there on the sales team? There's about a, I'd say a 30, 33%, about a third of the time uh, that a customer kind of walks in as educated on the product as you could ask somebody to be when they start the conversation. Even in those same situations, just like I had done with the Browns, we try to get on farm or try to get online with them and do a demo. And my first question is always, and it's the same thing I ask the guys, what are you hoping to accomplish? And making sure that our product can fit those needs. And that was a regular point of conversation that we had is that they would say, hey, we want to know what's going on. We want to make sure it's safe. We, we don't want to lose any grain due to weather. And that's something that we're more than confident with with bin manager to make sure that no matter how long we carry and condition that grain, that we know it's going to be in a, a solid condition and not have to blend that off before they can market that. I know that for the Browns, that was a big point of our conversation. Uh, this past July, when they finally got their bins empty, they had some grain that they had to be able to blend off to build a market that and it's something that we're going to be able to avoid this next season by having the monitoring in that bin and then also for these guys having our wonderful csr coach crystal kind of sitting behind everything that if something starts to go sideways as we get into those later months of the year for carry they have somebody to talk to to be there right away mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So I'm glad that you brought that up, Matthew. So, you know, BJ, you said that your phone's blowing up all the time with these alerts and these uh, messages. So, you know, are, are these coming from CSR? They're coming from the bin manager. Are you making calls to follow up and find out about that? What does that relationship look like? I actually have to fire off an email when we get off the Zoom meeting, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> I think the bulk of our alerts are coming directly from the bin manager system. Um, and then I've followed up with Crystal a couple of times, with Matthew a couple of times, um, just to confirm what we're doing is is correct or, you know, kind of planning a course of action. Well, like 7 o'clock this morning, we each got a text. I think all three of us did. Uh, ben, man, ben one just reported zero static pressure, uh, fan or power problem. So, I mean, we definitely, I mean, it's nice to know that that fan isn't running what it should be, so. Right. So, you know, Matthew, you've mentioned Crystal, BJ, you missed, mentioned Crystal as well. Are you guys just dealing with one CSR when you're calling in? Do they, does she have your, your, you know, farm's backstory and she can help you through everything or do you talk to somebody different every time? Uh, it seems to be Matthew and Crystal whenever I talk to anybody. Um, Matthew did tell me that we have a backup, but I haven't had the pleasure of speaking to her yet. So, All right. uh, yeah, I think uh, that's pretty much it. You know, just yeah. one person that kind of has tabs on us, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Matthew, is that typically the course of progression? Our sales team tries to build a relationship, and, and we try to refer to that more as a partnership. We're partnering with Brown Farms. We're partnering with our customers to make sure that we're wrapping a plan of profitability around the grain in that bin. And we want to be able to have that regular communication between the same people. So we're blessed here in Ohio that we have Crystal, which is a very strong CSR team member, team member for our SureTrack team and one of our great coaches that we have. There's also people that sit behind her. Obviously, she can't be available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We have others that rotate in to help her out there. And then, as always, and I'm pretty fluent with my guys when it comes to this for our customers, don't hesitate to shout at me if you can't get a hold of somebody. I'll do the best I can. And BJ and Bob and Brian, all three have been great in understanding, hey, Matthew's out covering the entire state plus the Northeast, and there's numbers of times they'll call and text, and I'll shoot them a call back, hey, I can't get to you right now. I'll get back to you as quick as I can. And that's really the best way that we can help our customers in current situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good to hear. So we did have a question pop in here. So this is for Brian and BJ. How long did it take from the time you ordered until the time the bin manager system was there and ready to be installed? weeks yeah that was actually a pretty quick turnaround um given supply issues that seems like everybody else has had this year with with the is two or three it was within two or three weeks yeah yeah actually i think we ordered or we signed our paperwork uh, last week of july and the system was itself was here by the second week of august i think yeah yeah it was we we closed the ticket uh yeah last week of july and it shipped on 8 14 and then install was there i believe between the week of 8 24. great good to hear so another question just popped in here so if you have a an alert after hours are you able to call a csr or do you have to wait until business hours the next day you can call a CSR after hours. Uh, you may get voicemails. There's one not available, but all of our customers do have direct phone numbers to their sales reps and then also an email. And most of the time we do a great job on getting back to those immediately. A majority of our customers, and I think that the BJ and Brian are set up the same way, we block those alerts out overnight. We do have a, a blockout period that way that if something does happen at 1 a.m., your phone doesn't go off and wake you up. Um, so that's something that we do have available in SureTrack in the backside. And we try to show our customers too, 
I know I get SureTrack alerts for the entire northeastern United States. And if I got everything all through the day, I don't think I'd ever get to sleep. I mean, a few hundred customers is something that, that you can see a few things. And our alerts aren't necessarily always bad things. Your alerts can be anything from just, hey, we asked for a fan and the switch was off. And there can be a few different varieties there. A common thing that we also see is heater failures. If it calls for heat for some reason and you're out of propane, and that's something that we really don't have any control over and isn't always necessarily you have a bad spot in your grain. Right. So, you know, I was listening to Brian here a few minutes ago talk about getting a text message at seven o'clock this morning that said the fans weren't working. So what happens if you get that message on a Sunday, you know, and, and you actually need parts? So who's responsible for ordering those parts? How does all that stuff get to where it needs to be when it needs to get there? Obviously, as soon as possible, Matthew. Absolutely. So that same alert that these guys got at seven, I got that too. Crystal got that too. The rest of the CSR team has it. If it's something that's a workflow requirement, either myself or the CSR team, primarily our CSR team, will make a ticket, get that over and get parts on the way. I'm lucky enough that nearly two years with SureTrack, I've not had many issues. We may have a plenum sensor on a seven to 10 year old uh, piece of bin manager. We may have a sensor or two, but that's something that's also very easy and proud that really sets us apart when it comes to just a cables conversation. All of our sensors are completely replaceable. You're not replacing an entire cable up and down. That's something we're pretty proud of. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, as we're looking at wrapping up here, BJ, it's it's impacted your life or bin manager has impacted your life because you're not crawling to the top of the bin anymore. Uh, you know, Brian. <laughs> at all. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Brian, how has it changed things for you and your dad as well? Um, it's been pretty nifty to be able to pull the 3D model. I mean, I'll be honest, I'm not going to ever trust like technology 100% when it comes to like bin levels. I mean, I'm still going to crawl up there and look, but like right now, I can at least tell if I need to crawl up and look right now. I mean, you know, like if we have the dryer dumping into a bin, I can pull up and say, well, it's 50% when we have plant space. Um, it's been pretty nice knowing that, um, you know, what our grain temperatures are throughout the, um, throughout the grain bin. And I, I like it so far. Yeah. So I, in the middle of this meeting, I just got an email popped up on our screen. The crystals trying to get a hold of me because we've got something going on with our soybeans. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that's one thing too, that, that is a conversation that I have. And I know that both these guys can say this. When I sell bin manager for the first time to a farm, the thing I come straight across and say is the hardest thing to do is to trust it and leave it alone. And Bob, I know that I think is in the office there, can vouch for. He looked at me, said, I've never done this before and I've done it this way my entire life. And that's the hardest point we have to break with the customer is that let this algorithm be there. Bin manager is essentially hiring an extra person on your farm to know exactly what's going on in your grain bin at all times that you've never worked with before. And until you have trust and faith in that person, just like a hired hand, you're going to struggle to be able to let them to do that. And it's something that everybody has to adjust to. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, all right. Well, guys, thanks for joining us here this morning. Any other, uh, you know, questions, comments that, or, or things that I haven't asked that you want to make sure that to add to the conversation this morning? Uh, no, don't have anything that comes to mind. Okay. <laughs> Matthew? Fellas, thanks for getting on. Any listeners that are on, please help Brian get his subscribers on YouTube up to 100K. We're thankful to have his partnership. And uh, yeah, wish everyone the best. All right. Sounds good. Brian will be looking for that Batman mask. 
here in the next couple of days. Yep. <laughs> so make sure to post a video of that. All right. Well, thanks for joining us here this morning. Uh, Brian, I think we're ready to hand it back to you in the studio there. Thanks for joining us for AGI SureTrack Coffee Talk. Connect with us on the web at agisuretrackcommunity.com.